Welcome to the CER podcast. I'm Charles Grant, Director of the CER. We're going to look today at some of the myths in the referendum campaign and why in many ways it's been a fact-free campaign. Experts have been denigrated and lots of people believe things that simply aren't true. So together with some of my colleagues, we're going to touch on some of these issues. I'll start off by mentioning something called the Five Presidents Report. Boris Johnson, Michael Gove and Nigel Farage mention it as proof that the EU is moving towards an inexorable superstate into which Britain will be sucked. The only thing is, the, what you, you are not often told is that the Five Presidents Report applies to the Eurozone, therefore not to Britain, and it's been blocked and vetoed by Germany, so it's not going to happen. It is true the Commission would often like a bit more powers to the EU, but the Member States don't want that anymore, most of them don't. Uh, there's not any plan for a new EU treaty to create a more integrated EU, and the superstate is frankly off the agenda at the moment. Um, another thing we often hear uh, is that the UK gets outvoted all the time in the Council of Ministers, but Agatha, that's not really the case, is it? It's not really the case. Indeed, uh, Britain happens to vote uh, in a different way than a majority of member states, but it's only 12% of the cases, which also means that in more than 87% of the cases, Britain is in the winning uh, majority of member states in the Council of Ministers, which is one of the legislative bodies in the European Union. So this is indeed the myth that the Brexiteers has been spreading to show that Britain has no influence and hence it should leave. Mm -hmm. Another thing we often hear is there's going to be a European army. Indeed, I meet people who say they want to vote to leave the EU because they don't want to be part of a European army. But Sophia, that's not really true, is it? It really isn't. The EU army is a sort of Loch Ness monster of EU defence. It just keeps coming up again and again. And it is a very influential argument because it hits at one of the most sensitive areas of national sovereignty, defence, this idea of a Brussels-controlled army. But there's three things to know about an EU army. First of all, the EU has not reached a level of defence integration that would make this possible. Even if it had, there's no political will and capitals to actually go through with it. And even if there was political will and capitals, the UK has a veto and can block this proposal. So if the UK wants to make sure that there will be no EU army, ironically, the best way to do that is to stay in the EU. Mm. Another thing we hear is that uh, the pressure from immigration will uh, put British public services under strain, and it is putting British public services under strain, and that the NHS will simply not survive uh, unless we uh, leave the EU to reduce immigration and repatriate the money that we currently send to the EU. Simon, is that true? On the face of it, if we left the EU, our public finances would benefit because we pay more into the EU budget uh, than, than we receive. However, it wouldn't take much of a hit to, to UK growth to wipe out our net contribution to the EU budget. It's about 0.5% of GDP per annum. If we lost, say, 1, 1.5% of GDP over three years following Brexit, that would more than offset the annual contribution uh, to the EU budget. In terms of public services, of course, um, immigrants uh, consume public services, but they also pay tax. And EU immigrants pay more tax than they take out of the system in the shape of, uh, of, of benefits and services. So the problem we have is not about the impact of, of immigrants on our public services, it's about the inability of our public services to respond to demographic changes, to, to, to changes in demand for those services. And that stems 
respect to the, the financing of those services. We have a very, very, very centralised funding of public services in the UK and they're not quick enough to respond to changes in demand for them. But it's not a problem with immigration as such, it's an institutional problem in the UK. Of course, if Turkey joined the EU, as we are told by Vote Leave that it is about to do, there would be a bit of pressure on public services because all the Turks might come and uh, try and use those services. But is Turkey going to join the EU, Rem? Charles, this is a red herring that is proving particularly difficult to get rid of. The Brexiteers, they say that uh, Turkey is going to join imminently and will drain the uh, fi financing from the NHS, or that uh, imminently the UK would have a border with Syria and Iraq if uh, Turkey were to join. Now that's false on a number of points. One is, yes, there is an accession process, but uh, 30 years ago Turkey applied for, uh, for membership of the then European Economic Community. In the past 30 years, only one of the 35 chapters that need to be negotiated has successfully been negotiated. 14 of the 35 chapters are effectively blocked by vetoes by various member states out of concern uh, what a Turkish membership would mean. Many countries are in fact against Turkish membership. Even though David Cameron on previous occasions has said that he favors Turkish membership, other countries simply disagree. Look at Greece, Cyprus, France, Germany, the Netherlands and others are violently skeptical of what Turkish membership would mean. Um, and so uh, if you connect that together with uh, Turkish steps backwards on democracy and human rights over the recent Erdogan presidency, you have to draw the conclusion that no, Turkish membership is not on the horizon. Okay, even if it's not on the horizon, there's still a lot of migration from EU countries coming into the UK, uh, and this seems to be the best argument that the uh, Leave campaign have for quitting the EU, John, is it not? Uh, it, it certainly is, um, but one of the problems, I think, with the whole debate about migration is that the Leave camp have, have sought to conflate Schengen, illegal immigration and free movement. Free movement is clearly an, an entirely legitimate discussion that we can be having about immigration and it's something which is clearly tied to the EU. If we leave the EU then we will, if we want, be able to take more control over uh, who comes here from within the EU, other EU citizens. But Vote Leave, for example, has been hammering on about Turkey purely because they want to uh, use some dog whistle politics. Um, and they want to say, look, there's lots of Turkish Muslims who are imminently going to be coming into your society, which is not true. And I think it's something which is really troubling for our political discourse. Um, UKIP has been even worse. On Thursday, they unveiled a, a frankly racist poster um, where they were trying to say that uh, Britain was basically on the front line of the migration crisis, uh, which is not true because we're not members of Schengen. And the Daily Mail on that day as well, they highlighted um, some illegal immigrants who were found in Romford. And their headline was, we're from Europe, uh, which was completely untrue. Uh, the UK has power over illegal immigration um, and it has absolutely nothing to do with the EU. OK, well, thank you. Thank you to my colleagues for that. Just a final word from me, Charles Grant. Um, I think it's an awful shame that the BBC didn't invest in a bit, a little better in educating its senior journalists and interviewers before this referendum campaign, because again and again and again, we've seen people from Vote Leave and Leave.eu say things that are untrue. Some of the issues that we've discussed in this podcast and the poor old BBC journalists don't actually know a lot sometimes about the EU and they've failed to, to interrupt and hold to account those people who are spreading these false 
facts and figures. So I hope that if there's another referendum campaign, the BBC does a little better to train its journalists beforehand. But thanks to my colleagues. Uh, here's Charles Grant signing off for the CR podcast.